So if you are a note taker, if you want a name for this message, it's called Jesus Speaks Into Our Destiny. So here's what we know about destiny, and correct me if I'm wrong, but not now, afterwards, um, is that for destiny in your life, you need, someone needs to speak into it. See, you may be born and your purpose may be already known by God, but unless you, you find that purpose, you're not going to know what it's about. Okay, so that's when Usain Bolt was born. He wasn't born and all of a sudden Puma came out with a contract, bam, and sponsored him. And, and Jamaica said, you're going to run for us. And he's like, yeah. And he's, no. Someone had to speak that into being. He then had to take that destiny and train hard into it. He had to take it and literally run with it. See what I did there? You know, he he woke up every day and he was dedicated to that because he knew where he was called to be because somebody had spoken that into being. Now, that's much like myself. Many of you don't know this, but I'm a mommy's boy. Um, Hard to believe. This uh, really well-built young man is a mommy's boy. I'll admit it. Um, That's enough. That's your one. I gave you one and that's it, you ruined it. Okay, and don't worry, I'm also a bit of a daddy's boy as well. In fact, I think I'm the favourite child and I can say that because my brother's miles and miles away, so I I win and he's only going to hear this via podcast. So um, I grew up in a very, very good household and in a divorced household. I know, scary, but I grew up in a, in a, in a, uh, a way that my parents, no matter what happened with them, they spoke well into my brother and myself. So their, their path that they took was their own being, and what happened to them is between them. But when they spoke to me and my brother, they spoke so positively that we believed everything they told us that we were. When I walked onto a sports field, my dad said, you're the best player on this field, and I was like, yeah, that's right, Dad. Because I believed everything he said because he spoke it into being. He spoke it over my life. He knew the destiny for my life and he told me so that I could believe it. So that when I got the ball, I thought I was the best. And I don't want to brag, but I kind of was good. But um, like I'm humble as well. But that was it. That's what we believed. And I made, I, I did, I made regional teams for sports. And my brother made regional teams because we knew what we were designed to do. See, when, now when I say Jesus speaks into our destiny, he knows what we're designed to do. We were designed by that. God designed you in the womb. He knew what you were going to look like. He knew what you were going to become. He knew who you were going to become. And he went, that's my champion. That's my boy. That's my girl. That is my winner right there. But he says that over you, but... He still says to you, all right, now you have a choice. You can take the destiny I have for you and you can run with it. You can be everything I've called you to be or you can stray. And that's okay because I still love you and I still know what you designed to be, but you're just taking the longer way to it. See, and, I, and there's no quick fix. I can guarantee you now, if there was, for $14.99, you can purchase it today and you get a 30-day money-back free trial. No. There's no quick fix about it, but there's a God way about it. 
So if you've got your Bible tonight and uh, that's if you're connected to the Wi-Fi, I want to see you on your Bible because I'm up here tonight. So I can see if you're Facebooking. You can leave your friends alone for another, let's say, 18 minutes. It's okay. Unless you want to tell people that you're at church and check in, do that now while you're searching for the Bible verse. But it shouldn't take you long to find this because we're looking for Luke 5, verses 1 to 9. Give me a wave when you're there. If you're Facebooking, finish up and then give me a wave and they're cool. Thanks, guys already there. So, Also, young people, you are way more skilled than your parents at this. You spend a lot of your time on your phone. If they can beat you to something on an app, we have a problem. No, no disrespect to you guys. You guys are great. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Guys, come on. Come on. You're letting me down. Okay, so... Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 9. So here's context behind the story, and then I'll read a little bit to you, and then uh, we'll unpack this. So context of the story is, uh, is Peter and the boys were fishing, or Simon, sorry, my bad. Um, they were fishing. They were in the boat, they cast their nets out all night, and they picked up nothing. And now how many of you guys know that if you do something and nothing happens from it, you don't really want to do it again because you feel like it's a waste of your time? Why, am I, why do I keep doing this? Why am I putting so much energy into something if nothing's coming out of it? Because that's, that's the same as when you, you commit yourself into something that you enjoy. A ballerina doesn't become a baller, championship ballerina. Overnight, a ballerina practices. A ballerina, try again. A ballerina puts effort in. They take years to perfect an art. See, it's the same for fishermen. They've got to put effort in. They've got to learn how to cast their nets out wide in a certain direction, where the fish are flowing from, what everything. There's all these numbers that are involved, and they did all that, and they got nothing from it. So if it was me, I would have been very discouraged. I would have been gone home and turned my PlayStation on and played a bit of FIFA because then I feel good about myself because I, I don't play online. I play against the computer and then I can beat them and I feel better because when I play online, there's people better than me and I don't want to lose. But here's what happened, right? So they were fishing and then Jesus came along and Jesus said, cast your nets out again. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, cool. Because you said it, we'll do it. They cast their nets out and they catch all these fish and then they're like, oh, now we get it. We just had to trust what God was saying. We just had to trust what Jesus was saying. And it says there, now it goes, then, then after he had finished speaking to them, now go out there, uh, deep, go deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked, all, we worked hard last night. We didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And that's what happened. They, they let the nets down. And they caught so many fish that the nets tore. Now, I don't know about you, but if that was me, and Jesus said, let your nets down, and I caught all those fish, after I finished stalking and went home and played PlayStation and then came back to fish, and I would be amazed. See, because God is, can do these things in your, in your life that... You, you've got to sometimes just trust him. 
And that's what the, the, uh, the calling and destiny in your life is all about, is knowing when to trust God. Or, and that's all the time, by the way. If you're writing notes, trust God all the time. Okay? So, and that was the problem for these fishermen, is they were there out there, but they didn't trust in themselves. They didn't trust in the plan. They just went out there to do their fishing thing because it was routine. Okay? So after they caught all these fish, they then went back to land and they followed Jesus because they knew that what they were designed for. They, were des- they knew that they were called by Jesus. They p- realized the calling. They called these fish and they realized that that's what they, they were called to fish, be fishers of men. So they then followed Jesus. They got off the shore. They got out the boat and they followed him. And, they, and we read on that they became fishers of men. They, they saved many lives, but they followed their destiny. See, we have to learn how to follow our destiny. Once we learn how to trust in Jesus, we'll know how to follow our destiny. Now, trusting someone as well is a hard thing. I know because I've, I've been hurt a few times and for me to have to learn to trust someone again is hard work. But the minute I started trusting someone again, everything fell into place. Everything was right. See, for, for Gabby and myself, it was learning to trust that we were going to be parents when we were told we weren't going to. It was trusting God that he had that plan for us. That was our destiny to be parents. You know, we knew the plan, but when man told us we couldn't do it, it was discouraging. It was the same as throwing my nets out and catching no fish. I didn't want to do it again. I, we'd failed. Humanly possible things. We failed and the mind goes, I don't want to do it again. That's not my destiny. I'm going on another path. And God goes, no, hang on, Ashley. Hang on, Gabby. Come on. That's not your destiny. Come and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, God, you said it. Let's go. Now I've got a beautiful daughter who's almost two and she is a little bit cheeky. Don't want to say too much because if she learns that she's cheeky, she's going to use it against me. That's, that's your one. Okay, but I've got another baby on the way. See, now they were told me I would have no babies. Now I've got two because I casted my nets out again. I followed the destiny God has. Now, here's the fun part, guys. Here's the part where you get to watch a video and... Uh, don't worry, I've censored it. If you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War, it's, uh, it's on Neon. It could be on Netflix. Otherwise, yes, close your eyes and block your ears and pretend that you don't see anything. But um, Grant is going to work some magic. There we go. All right, just get over here, please. Mr. Lord, can you get your folks to circle up? Mr. Lord. Star-Lord is fine. We've got to coalesce. Because if all we come at him with is a plucky attitude... Dude, don't call us plucky. We don't know what it means. All right, we're optimistic, yes. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Tell him about the dance-off to save the universe. What dance-off? It's not a... It's not a... It's not. Like in Footloose, the movie? Exactly like Footloose. Is it still the greatest movie in history? It never was. Don't encourage this, all right? We're getting no help from Flash Gordon here. Flash Gordon? By the way, that's a compliment. Don't forget, I'm half human, so that 50% of me that's stupid, that's 100% you. Your math is blowing my mind. Excuse me? 
Does your friend often do that? Strange. We all right? back here. Hey, what was that? Went forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? You don't have to clap, guys. It's... Okay, cool. You're welcome. It's, I don't own that clip. Marvel and Disney do, so don't clap because they'll charge me. Um, and I've got a kid on the way. I don't have money. Um, but look at how they were arguing. They were deciding how they were going to save the universe. They were deciding of all these different ways. Mr. Star-Lord... Um, Oh, we're going to have a dance-off. I don't know how that was going to help because anybody who's seen Thanos, look, I don't think a dance-off would have helped you. You know, and Iron Man's like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm the leader here. Let me decide what we're going to do. And Strange is sitting there in 14,605 opportunities fly through his head in the future. Now, I love maths, and that's a big number. That's a lot of opportunities. But out of that, only one is the win. Okay, that scares me a little bit. But see, that's like Jesus, how, what he's designed you for. There can be 14,605 ways that you can live your life right now. You can live it in any one of those directions, but there's one direction Jesus has chosen for your life. And you see, I'm not saying that it's the... Uh, and it, I'm not saying this to be harsh. I'm not saying this to be judgmental or anything like that. I'm saying this because, biblically speaking, we can read many different verses. But one verse that has always stood out to me is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. See, for me, when I had to fix my destiny to face Jesus, I had to turn away from everything that I thought I loved. I had to turn away from friends that I thought were going to go places with me. I had to turn away from situations where I thought that was the right way for me, the, the right thing to do. I had to turn away from so many different outcomes. You know, I had to, in a sense, I moved to a different country. I chased a girl to another country. Romantic, I know. But moving to New Zealand was the destiny for me. It wasn't the destiny for my family to move to New Zealand. It wasn't the destiny for what they were doing. No, it was my destiny. I was obedient. I said to God, I set my life apart, and I said to God, God, I will go where you call me. I will go where you have set the ground, Lord. And there's been times that I've gone, oh, I don't like that one. Because I know that you've got to walk that one. But Lord, I don't want to. Oh, okay, fine. I'll do that. And I keep going. And I learned that it's better for me. See, now, I love sharing stories, and I, I love hearing stories. So I'm going to share one with you guys that happened to me on Friday. Um, it was supposed to happen on Thursday night, but it didn't. It happened to me on Friday morning, and that's in three, it's a three-part thing to me. 
I want a show of hands and I want you to be completely honest. Who loves the dentist? One, two, three. Okay, cool. Um, Pastor Ray, afterwards, can you pray with these guys? Um, they need it. See, I don't. I don't love the dentist. It's a guy who sticks his fingers in your mouth and he injects you with stuff. Ew, that's... But I had to go. I had to go to the dentist and I had to man up and my wife was there and she held my hand because I didn't want the injection. <coughs> Manly. Um, but I did it. And afterwards I said to my wife, that was possibly the best decision I've made because the pain in my mouth started going away. The, the idea that it was going to get better kicked in suddenly. Going that it was, it was actually supposed to happen. See, and that's like when Jesus says to you, this is your destiny. I have called you to do this. You know, like, like Nathan, this is your destiny. I've, I've called you to go out there and win souls. I've called you to be a light and beacon to your friends. You know, I'm not going to go, yeah, but Lord, it's, it's six o'clock. I, I, I don't want to. No. I've seen Nathan do what he does. Nathan is one of the craziest youth leaders up in, the, in Takapuna. He's actually visiting. He was originally from our church. Um, but his family shifted up to the North Shore. They must love South African people because they moved into the hub of South African people. But they moved there. Nathan has served, and he has served diligently. He hasn't stopped serving. He works, and he goes to his youth group, and he serves because he knows the destiny upon his life. See, when Jesus speaks destiny into your life, it's also about listening. If I didn't listen to my parents, I wouldn't have understood the destiny that was on my life. I wouldn't have understood that I was the best player on the team. I would have doubted myself. I would have said, you know what, Jesus... Oh, sorry, not Jesus, Dad. Um, you know what, Dad, I, I don't know if I'm actually good enough to play the sport. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm only doing this because you pay the fees for me to be here. I don't really want to do this. And then you don't perform. And then things start happening bad. You start ending up, ending up being envious or start hating that. You don't want to get to that point. You want to be diligent to where Jesus called you because eventually, like I said, I, I got good at it and I loved it because that was what I was called to do. So if the band could make their way up, that'd be great. Um, Josh, just something nice and soft on the piano. That'd be awesome. Yeah, just something, something nice and, and chill. See, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm going to read a verse to you, which kind of thank you, Jaden, for, for kind of reading my notes and stealing from me. I appreciate that because I'm also going to read Jeremiah 29, 11, but I'm going to read further to verse 14. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You may have stolen my verses, but I'm going to read longer than you. And just scrolling through the pages of my Bible, when I bookmarked it and I can't find it, there it is. You version, highlight what you read so you can find it. And boom. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not, to, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. When you look for me wholeheartedly, 
you will find me. I will be found by you, the Lord says. I will end I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and I will bring you home again to your land. See, God knows the plans and purpose for your life. That's who He is. Like I said in the beginning, He designed you for it. He speaks into your destiny. But to take up your destiny, you've got to one, follow the path Jesus has called you to, and two, be diligent to it, practice it, keep doing it, perfect it, so that you can learn to love it, so that you can learn to walk into it, so that it's something that really excites you when you do it. You know, Jay is, is an evangelist. He's called to, to go out into nations and win souls for Jesus. But if he doesn't practice that himself, if he doesn't put the effort into it, it's just a fancy title. He's got to know what he's called for and go and do it. So he did. He went over to America, he went to Christ for Nations, and he, he got equipped to go and do it. Now he's the, the guy that you would call crazy because he talks to people about Jesus everywhere he goes. He's the guy that when you're sitting there, he'll, he'll speak to the homeless guy that no one wants to. He'll pray for that guy. He will find the lost sheep because that's who he's designed. He knew his destiny. He equipped himself. And now that's what he, the path he's on and he's diligent for it. Now the good news is that you can get back to that. If you feel like you've strayed too far away, and now I've heard this said before, that no one is so far from Jesus that they cannot come back. It's as simple as just turning around. See, because if, if Jesus could love me, a drug addict, a kid from a broken home, like I said, divorced parents, alcoholic father, a promiscuous mother, dropout brother, who had countless things happen to him. Wife who's had cancer twice, told she's infertile. I look at all those things around me and I go, those are all opportunities to quit, to leave what I've been called to do, but I didn't. Because I knew that God's destiny, God's path for me. And every time I've stayed diligent, my dad is now a, he's, he's I don't know, it's a deacon but I don't really know the actual title so I'm going to go like sort of high up in his church in South Africa my mum could probably out Bible most of you guys in here because she has stayed true to the word of God my brother is an amazing man now has stopped drinking stopped doing what he was doing got qualifications behind his name has two awesome children has an amazing wife his own home two cars my wife is cancer-free. I've got two babies. I've got my own home. I've got cars. I've got everything I need because we trusted in God. We followed the destiny God had for us. 